This is All the Right Marketing, a publishing podcast by Cardinal Rule Press. Now, here's your host, Maria Desmondi. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today on All the Right Marketing. My name is Maria Desmondi. I'm your host, and I have a wonderful guest here today. What do we do on this podcast? We talk all things books. We talk with business owners, whether they are publishers, booksellers, librarians, but we also talk with creatives, whether they are aspiring writers or published writers. And today's guest is Sophia Lee. She grew up in the Philippines. She wanted to be many things growing up, a doctor, teacher, ballerina, ninja, spy, wizard, journalist, and a lawyer. She likes to think she can still be all these things and more through writing. Love that. She is the author of Soaring Saturdays, What Things Mean, which we're going to learn more about on how that was a 2014 Scholastic Asian Book Award Grand Prize winner, and her newest book, Holding On. She has another picture book titled Lola, Lolo's, right? Lolo? Lolo's yeah, Lolo. Sorry, Sorry Store, forthcoming from Athenium in the summer of 2023. She is an MFA in writing for children and adults from the new, the new school in New York City and works as creative writing instructor for kids, teens, and sometimes grownups too. You can learn more about her at sophialeewrites.com and we will have lots of links in the show notes. So welcome, Sophia. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Maria. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to talk all things book with you. Um, just you, um, just share ideas. I'm so happy to be here. Absolutely. And I hear that you were a curious child in a house full of grownups. And there's a term for that, like the, the term of being nosy in Filipino. What is that term? Yeah, so that term is um, chismosa. And I think, you know, it's also very close to um, like the what the Spanish term would be. Um, so it's, it's like a, a word to mean kind of gossipy. And I, I, you know, like I, it wasn't particularly gossipy, but I was very curious as a child, and so so curious, Sophia, you Sophia, so curious that you would sit underneath a table when grownups were talking, so that you could tune into what they were talking about. Correct? Yes, exactly. You know, I, I wanted to get the real deal of what grownups talked about when they didn't think children were there, and. I think I learned a lot about that. Um, <laughs> learned a lot about life underneath those um, tables. <laughs> and at what point? Um, at what point did you come here to the U.S.? So I came here um, in 2016 um, to to do my MFA at the New School, and then I've been lucky. I graduated in 2018, and I've been lucky to be able to stay and work um, since then. And Wonderful. so I've been teaching and also writing, um, and that's what I've been doing ever since. That's wonderful. So let's go back to, um, I believe 2014 was the time when your first book came out, correct? No, so that was the time when the, my first manuscript um, was acquired. Okay. Um, and it went through, you know, I know a lot of writers have different paths to publication. Um, I started out as a student. And then I had a teacher, uh, well, my teacher in this class called Young Adult, or Young, sorry, Writing for Young Adults, um, had us, you know, kind of write a manuscript from start to finish in a semester. And when I was done, she just kind of 
tapped me uh, on the shoulder and she said, Hey, Sophia, I, you know, I don't know if you know this, but I feel like I should tell you, you're really good. Um, and like, I, you know, I think this, this book that you wrote is really good. And I think more people should see it. And she gave me information about this competition that's sponsored by Scholastic in Asia called the Scholastic Asian Book Awards, which is um, an initiative to have more Asian stories out in the world. Um, and if you win, if you get chosen, you get the opportunity to be um, published by Scholastic. Um, Scholastic Huge Scholastic honor, Asia. right? Yeah, um, and it comes with a, a pretty substantial <laughs> cash prize as well. And, you know, like I joined really more because like I felt bad you know I didn't want to have to tell my professor I didn't feel confident enough to submit it so I just wanted to say you know if I if I met her again and she asked me yes I did I did submit that thing you wanted me to submit and then it won like that was the first thing that I had finished and then it won the grand prize and then in 2014 and it went on to be published in 2016. That is wonderful. Um, yeah. So when did you submit? Was it 2013? 20, it was 2014. I think the summer of 2014, I submitted it. So it, it happened really fast then. And then it, it just kind of snowballed. So then your first book came out in 2016. Yes. And, and, then, what, and then what about um, your book, Soaring Saturdays? Who is that book with? So that's Soaring Saturdays is also by Scholastic Asia. Um, and I think, you know, we had submitted that right after What Things Mean came out. Um, and I was very lucky because people were really excited about that book. So um, it had a successful run. Like, I think it sold out its first print run within the first six months. And then the second print run kind of uh, similarly, you know, like went, went quickly after that. And so um, it wasn't a big push for us to kind of show them, hey, I have this picture book. It's also about the Philippines and they very graciously accepted it. Um sadly it came out in twenty nineteen, right before the pandemic hit. And so it's not gotten the same traction as what things mean has, but I I've been getting really lovely notes from parents everywhere. Um, who have read it to their kids, especially, um, you know, it's about, it's, it's about people who write letters to each other. And so I think that that's been a nice, um, touch point for people who are missing their loved ones and who haven't seen them in a while. Well, and really that, that coming out right before the pandemic, that is what a lot of us did is we would call each other and write each other letters. And so the timing yeah. actually was pretty unique. So we were kind of having a chit chat before we started um, recording. And, um, you know, one of the big things we want to talk about on this podcast is the marketing aspect of picture books, especially because when you go into writing, you do not go into writing to be a salesperson. You do not go into writing to be this marketer who says, buy my book. It just doesn't feel authentic. And I think that's why I started this podcast is because I wanted writers to hear unique ways that other writers and our other writers and other publishers are getting these messages into the world. Because how do you sell a book when you really don't want to be in sales and you don't want to be in marketing? 
And a big answer that's coming out of these interviews is community. And that was a similar answer to what you had spoken about. So let's talk about that, that door. Tell me about the door you said. A lot of Filipinos like to open the door so others can. So others can come through. And I think um, that's kind of what happened with my book, uh, with, my, with all of my books, actually. So when the Scholastic Asian Book Award came out, um, we were really excited about it. But at the same time, I knew that, you know, I didn't have the mechanism to kind of like promote it, you know, like um, out. And uh, but I did have uh, a huge extended family. I had a huge network of friends who were really excited. And I think um, word about me winning the award spread out organically. Um, because people were just naturally excited, like people, my um, aunts and my cousins and my friends would be calling anyone who they knew who had like remote connections in the media. They'd be like, hey, maybe you're interested to talk about this this thing. And it's the first Filipino book to win this award. Um, and that way we got so much great coverage. You know, I was interviewed um, like prime time on like one of the national news networks. Um, and I had, I had like a feature on Cosmopolitan Philippines, you know, like things that I could only really dream about, but it was because people were so gracious with their time and, you know, with, um, with their networks. Um, and they were just really excited to kind of spread the word around, especially, I guess, because there aren't a lot of Filipino titles that, you know, you don't see a lot of them making, making it out into the international market in, in this way. And that's why um, they were all like, we have to support this. Um, it's one of ours. Yeah. Um, and I always am hopeful, you know, um, and it, that's also why I kind of, especially now, push harder to, 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 to get the word out about my book because I'm always hopeful that it'll pave the way for someone else to come mm-hmm. after me. You know, that if a Filipino book does well in the market, then publishers will be more likely to pick up another one, even if it's not my book. It's, you know, because I think more of our stories should be out there. I think mm-hmm. we deserve space on that international bookshelf um, and be able to tell our stories. Now, I have a question. Is um, the book Holding On, is that book translated in Filipino? So it, it isn't. It's, it's written in English. Um, my, hope that it w- my hope is that it will be translated in Filipino. Absolutely. Um, sometime in the future for right now um it is um just in english okay and let's talk about the book coming out next summer lolo's sorry sorry store tell me about that story okay so lolo's sorry sorry store is um also inspired by my own childhood memories kind of like the same way that holding on is um in the philippines we have Thing is called sari sari stores and the way that i explain it to people who aren't familiar with that term is you know they're very similar to what bodegas are in new york you know they're like small community stores that would have everything that you could think of so that you wouldn't have to venture far to buy a necessity like bread or like cooking oil or a bar of soap and so and so there are these tiny stores, but they're also kind of like community spots. 
and we had a sari sari store growing up um and i would watch it in the summers especially along with my other cousins and that's kind of how we grew up and we grew up and learned about life and being generous and understanding the things that people needed um and just knowing and figuring out the best ways to provide that service for everyone oh my and goodness that's wonderful that's wonderful. And, you know, I, I keep thinking about your job now. Um, you get, first of all, you get to write about your experiences as a child and share those, you know, opportunities for, you know, um, children who are not Filipino to kind of have that window into your culture and your background and your childhood. But then you also have a role teaching. Um, you're an instructor, a write, creative writing instructor for kids and teens and grownups. And is that in New York City? Yes. Um, so, you know, I started pre-pandemic and I was teaching in New York City and also in Westchester. And then now I'm able to reach more kids because um, most of my classes have shifted online. And so mm. I'm able to teach wherever um, Rightopia, which is the organization I work for, um, teaches. That's... So I've had kids from everywhere now, um, which is wonderful. I think that's amazing too, because a lot of people will say, well, how does a writer bring in income? And it's not always just through book sales. It's through doing other things. You, you know, hopefully if you can make it where you're doing other things you love. Um, I've met some authors who are, you know, moonlighting as an author, but during the day they are an attorney or, you know, a teacher. Yeah. Um, but you get to do, you get to have that writing space um, in all aspects of your life. And I think that's, that's really exciting. So. Yeah, it's really fun. It's really what? fun working with kids and like hearing their ideas about what the world should be and what they're excited about. Um, I think it always teaches me so many things as well. So what next? What is next for Sophia Leah? You, do you have books that you are currently submitting? You don't have to tell us about those books because I know they're top secret, but what are you currently working on? I'm, I feel like I'm always working on so many things. Um, I'm working on a picture book, manuscript that um, I think deals with a question that I also started to deal with during the pandemic, which is you know how to approach um graying hair just like i'm at that age where you know that's slowly starting to happen and i want to look at me from... you know that yeah. <laughs> i'm the same and like you know because my hair is like shockingly black like so you could really see it coming yeah through. and then i was just transported to memories of seeing my aunt and my mother panicking about those grays and you know how they were going to hide it and i wanted to revisit those moments from the eyes of a child and like how do I tell that story and how do I tell I don't know like a mother who was worried about that one other thing that they're beautiful regardless mm -hmm. um and so that's something that I'm kind of figuring out right now I'm also in the middle of um revising a young adult novel that is about food in the Philippines um and then there are other things that I can't talk about yet but those wonderful. are two that you know like I'm currently working on and I'm really excited about that's wonderful thank you so much so the, for being here today and um for sharing your story and your journey with our listeners 
Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. We are here every single Tuesday with a new interview, listening to creative ways that writers get their books and their messages into the world. Thank you so much, Sophia. Thank you so much, Maria. If this episode resonated with you, let's take it a step further. Head over to cardinalrulepress.com and check out our blog. It is filled with resources for anyone who loves books, whether you are a publisher, a librarian, a bookseller, or an author. We help you to figure out ways to get visibility around those books. Thanks for listening to All the Right Marketing with Maria Desmondi. If there is a topic you would like us to explore and cover, please email podcast at cardinalrulepress.com. Head over to our website, cardinalrulepress.com, to sign up for our monthly newsletter where you can learn more tips on getting books visible into the market. Last but not least, follow us on Instagram for a daily dose of all things books. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review or share with a friend or colleague. Thanks so much.